Nothing can stop us now. Did you miss me? When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Let's Slay with Swell and Jay. I'm Jay, and with me as always is Swell. Hi, Swell. How you doing? Hi, Jay. Hi, oh. how are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. This is our second double-digit episode. I love yeah. it. Love it. We're here um, to talk about um, a little bit of random stuff today. Um, we were going to have an Epic Universe episode this week, but we're lining up a special guest for a future uh, for a future podcast episode on epic universe so we would like to wait on that and uh i think everybody if you follow theme parks online theme park twitter or theme park facebook or wherever you get your theme park news you'll probably recognize who we have on hopefully. oh that's that's exciting and what a great little like a little hint like a little taste of what might yeah. come yeah we would we figured that more voices should be involved on an epic universe episode you know we love to talk to you guys and we love to talk to each other but we should have an extra voice at least one extra voice in here i to agree talk about you know whatever you know i agree yeah wonderful so, amazing so we we were we're looking forward to epic universe um so that'll be coming on a future episode so what we wanted to do today is today's more like a catch-up episode it's more like a hope your winter is going well you know we're we're in february now almost through february almost to march and we wanted to kind of catch up with everybody and kind of see catch up with each other and see well we see each other all the time i you know i, I what did i see you in person like what two weeks ago yeah i was down uh in orlando <laughs> right around your birthday yeah you were down for my birthday yeah yeah we had yeah. a really nice time uh, yeah it was amazing had a super bowl party as yeah, well yeah. super bowl party yeah uh, hope um, everybody caught the super bowl you know um and you were down here and uh we were celebrating my birthday and one of the things that we did as part of like what we're going to talk about today is we did mardi gras at universal we sure did. Mm -hmm. It so, was actually my first time ever at really? Mardi Gras. I've been going to the Universal Resort since basically the early 90s because I grew up in South Florida. So my nostalgia and my my experience with Universal runs deep. For whatever reason, I had never been to Mardi Gras before. That, that surprises me. That's, yeah. that's that's crazy. I guess it's just timing and the time of year it is. Yeah, maybe? probably time of year and also, you know, just... I, I would go up for horror nights. I would go up. Uh, we would go a lot with my family in January, like in between the new year and uh, Martin Luther King Day, because that was always the slow season. Mm, okay. So we would always go okay. up then because the parks would be a little le less busy. And that was sort of right before Mardi Gras started. So it just never happened until two weeks ago. Oh, that's crazy. I, I, well, to be fair, until I lived here, I had not gone to Mardi Gras either. You know, until I moved here a couple of years ago, I had never gone. And I started going because other people told me it was so much fun and that I should be there. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's my thing. And I went and had a blast the first year I went. And I just continually go every year. I have a street going. If you didn't know this, I have a street going that I've been at the opening day of Mardi Gras for like three straight years in a row. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to keep my street going. Wow. You know, I'm trying to keep my street going. And like, you know, I was Did there. they give you a punch card? Like on, they if should. You're, if you're there nine years in a row on opening day on the 10th, you, you get in for free, which makes no sense if you have an annual pass. So they'll give you something else. 
I, I hope so. Maybe they'll give me like some free beads or something, you know? The beads are already free. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, well, that's true. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe I can get more beads or I don't I don't know. Maybe I get are to ride on the Are you saying bees or beads? I want uh, bees. I want bees, like a box of bees. I want a box of bees. I want to open my own apiary. Yeah. Why not? I want to be with that lady on TikTok that's always saving the bees. I right. Love her. <laughs> love her. Uh, but. So Mardi Gras, Mardi, Mardi Gras, Gras for, for people who don't know, Universal uses this opportunity to have a ton of food and drinks, different booths, different offerings from different countries or places around the world. They use it as like a food festival of sorts, yeah. it's not just food from Louisiana, although that is offered. Um, there's, there's, there's a ton of booths and like, and of course there's a parade with, you know, wonderful, mm. wonderful floats and throwing the beads and just having a good time and dancing with your friends. But the highlight for me always is the food booths. Like okay. I really, I really like the food booths. Um, I, I, I will say I can always find one or two things that surprise me or things that I, that I would like. I always try to try plenty of stuff at this festival because it all there always seems to be a, uh, how would you put it, a cornucopia of offerings. Mm, and, what a great, and, great word. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I mean the jump, of course, jambalaya is great every year there. Etouffee is great. You know those things are there. Um, they did have a, they offered a, um, one of the things that was different this year is that they did offer, uh, uh an espresso martini, Ooh. uh, at one booth. And it, I mean, I will say this, and we pride ourselves on not being overtly negative on this, on this podcast and talking about stuff, but like, uh, it's really hard to make an espresso martini out of a booth. Yeah. I could imagine that would be the case. Yeah. When you're trying to mass produce them, it's not really the same it's not really the same uh the same thing as like going to a like an upscale bar or something and having having right. one you right know? right right it's not as great let's put it that way and uh was probably my the the least of my highlights let's put that, that that's way, fair that way <laughs> and of course we spent a lot of time at Finnegan's you know i did some Finnegan's time you know yeah Finnegan's the the thing that you know i guess didn't surprise me but that struck me about Mardi Gras is it's basically horror nights without the horror houses yes right so the things that people like about the social aspects of horror nights are all represented in mardi gras like you said you have all the food and drink booths and this year i think it was carnival themed which allowed them to really dive into having booths representing all sorts of different countries and there seemed to be a lot of really good food and different cocktails um finnegan's was similarly packed people waiting in line getting their shots and drinks and it just felt really vibrant and social. I love how they had, you know, brass bands walking around the parks. I like how even separate and apart from the parade they had, you know, street entertainment with, you know, stilt walkers. There was this one uh, character I really loved, sort of a, a skeleton and a top hat walking around on stilts that I thought was really striking. Oh, he's um, definitely the standout character of this entire, you know, campaign, definitely. Yeah, I, I I thought he was really cool, and um, it did give me those Horror Nights vibes a little bit while also being more fun and uplifting, I think, uh, despite all the alcohol, a little bit more of a family environment. Um, but for me, the highlight was the parade, because I'd never seen it before. The parade is tremendous. It, it's parade, a blast. It's a blast. It's a blast. And, and for anybody who doesn't know, Universal opens up signups at the beginning of the season before Mardi Gras happens, where you can sign up to actually be on the float and and actually throw beats and, yeah there yeah. I, there was i don't know eight nine ten different floats really large i like how they were you know the parade obviously happens when it's dark out 
and the floats were just gorgeous with all their neon lighting and each one was themed to different things. And then you saw these families on the floats throwing beads to the spectators. Which and it was amazing. just a really fun communal experience and visually very, very striking. Uh, um, I think Universal uh, Orlando uh, is a great spot for a parade and anytime they use it for a parade. And I, I love nighttime parades personally. Mm. Um, it was a great use of the space. Um, and what's interesting is, and I only know this because of some people I talked to, um, it seems like this year they are going in the opposite direction than they went last year. Oh, in what um, So they come out, obviously, right next to the horror makeup show. Oh, those, you're talking those... about the direction. Yeah, okay, the direction yes, okay, of yeah, the yeah, parade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They come out those big gates where parades yeah. always start, and they go straight past uh, the drive-in and then around by Transformers and then all the way around and then up uh, that boulevard where Born and stuff is, whereas last year it seems like they went the opposite direction. They were in the opposite direction. So they're yes, keeping people correct. on their toes. Keeping people on their toes. I... I... I also, I will say, I got a chance to throw beads on the float last year. I didn't make the sign up this year. I will say anybody that's listening that has a chance to do that, sign up and do that, it's it's very much worth it. It's probably- Do they uh, do day of signups or you have to really- So you can go and do um, day of. You can do, you can try day of. You can actually go to where, because they usually um, position everybody that's, that's already registered over by Animal Actors. Okay. And uh, next to Moe's. And you can go there and see if they have any extra spots day of. And usually okay. they can tell you um, like an hour or so beforehand that they're very, hey, we have two extra spots or, hey, we have no spots or, you know, whatever. Um, I will say that um, in the beginning of the season, when it's really busy, there's usually not any spots. As you get further into the season, usually you can find you can find them on random, you know, weekdays and things like that. A lot of people do that. And I may still go try to do that because I had so much fun last year doing that. I, I was kind of bummed that I what that I was too late for the signups this year. I was, you know, out and about driving and I couldn't, you know, yeah. It it up. honestly looked fun. And even though, and I'll admit right here, right now, I had certain reservations with the event. Mm -hmm. I feel like being on the one of the floats would have made it a really special experience. Um, so the night we went was one of the concert nights. It was a Saturday night and all yes. American rejects are playing. And I, yes. I think, you know, looking at the lineup this year and in years past, all American rejects is sort of towards the top of the popularity of, of musical acts that they get. Yes. And um, they, and they, I will say this seeing that show, I feel like all American rejects, they didn't come there I've seen a lot of shows at Universal, as as you have too. There are groups that come there and just mail it in. It's just yeah. a paycheck for them. Uh, All American Rejects did not do that. Yeah, they they came there and put on a concert, like they put on a full a full show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of how popular they are, the park was packed. Mm -hmm. It was it was as for me and make, correct me if you disagree as busy as any Horror Nights night I had seen. I agree. It was very um, busy. It was very which busy. then made trying to wait in line for any of the booths or find a good spot for the parade difficult. And I, I frankly got a little overwhelmed because yes. I think the big difference with Horror Nights is you have all of the houses which are eating up people. Oh, I agree. At, yeah. at yeah, Mardi Gras, you know, the concert starts after the parade. There's not really anything eating up people. Sure, you have the rides and the booths, but every public outdoor space in the park was basically shoulder to shoulder yes 
However, and this is a tip for our listeners and something that sort of saved the evening for me. We found out which way the parade was going and we went basically towards the end and we found a table in front of Schwab's pharmacy, the ice cream shop Mm -hmm. that we were able to sit at. It was not that packed, got some space to breathe, relax. And then when we heard the parade start coming, then we were able to stand up make our way closer towards the the street to catch the beads. But even that compared to when we saw the other side of the parade was maybe one third as busy. There was a lot more breathing room, a lot more relaxed. So if you are the type of person who, you know, doesn't do well in crammed settings or has any sort of anxiety, my tip would be go towards the end of the parade route and you're likely to find a little more breathing room. It really helped me. Well, I will tell you, I was on the other side of the parade route. If you remember, I was on the I other do. side, and it we was did, quite we, busy. We did split up, and I apologize. <laughs> we did split up for a little. I apologize for, for that, bit. but I just I was struggling a little bit no, and had to no. protect myself. We, we always talk about that about like everybody depending on their needs and and what they're going through and what they have to deal with. Um, should always do what's best for them. You know, in those scenarios, some people yeah. do well with crowds. Some people don't do well with crowds. It's it's definitely a thing that, you know, whatever's best for you, then no, no judgment at all. Um, I, I will say the other side was very, very busy, of course, yeah. in front of Finnegan's. I was in front of Finnegan's and it was very busy. Um, but that being said, I still love the parade. I love the I love the float with the shark on it, with the so shark cool. with the beads in his mouth. Love that. Love, of course, every year, the highlight of the parade, the last float through the Gator. King oh, Gator. my God. What a love, big float. Love it. Love, when, it was, love, when it comes uh, around the corners, I'm like, I don't know if it's going to make it around, but he does. He does make it around every he time sure I see does. it. Every time I see it stored, like when we do Halloween Horror Nights houses on those on those back areas, and he's like stored back there. Yeah. And see him underneath the tarp. I always get so excited and like, yeah. I'm like, oh, there he is. It's, you know, Mardi Gras, you know, um, I do. I, I do genuinely love the parade. Everybody's having fun. It's like you said, it's a good family atmosphere. Yeah. Um, It's a really good thing. Like, I want people that are listening to be like, you know, there's alcohol involved at Universal during Mardi Gras. Of course, you can get a blinky cup just like you can for Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you this. I I think that the Mardi Gras celebration at, at Universal is amazing for everyone. It's good yeah. for everyone. I Every age group of your family. I saw tons of families there with small children clapping and having a good time. In fact, one of the things you'll often see, and it's something that I often do, is like when we go to the parade, go through the parade, we catch all the beads, and we have all the beads on. And a lot of people just give their beads away to children that are standing nearby. Just, yeah. Just give them to them because, and then you end up with one small child next to you that, that their whole neck is just covered. 60, you know? 70, 60, strings 70 of beads, beads around and, their neck. And they're, they're, having they're the about time to of fall, their life. fall over because they can't even handle the weight of all the beads. And they're having the time of their life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know? Um, the other thing I really liked, I don't know if you've had the chance to walk through the Mardi Gras tribute store. Mm, I didn't actually get a chance to, to walk through it, you know? Um, we walked yeah. through it. So it, it is not where the Horror Nights tribute store, it's basically in the spot that had the Jurassic Park tribute store. Yeah. Um, and in fact, they flipped it. So you enter all the way to the right, closest to Mel's Dine-In. Okay. Um, and what I really liked about it is it leaned into the spookier, ghosty elements of Mardi Gras lore. Um, there were different like ghosts sort of, I don't know, haunting is the word you would use throughout the space. Some really cool ghost effects. It wasn't scary like Horror Nights would be scary, but it definitely had that element of storytelling to it. Um, some really cool merch. I got a t-shirt with King Gator on it because King Gator's awesome. Yes. And really cool. I like how that Universal continues to do these really elaborate, incredible tribute stores for all their different events where they can really show off 
what I think makes Universal really special. I think those, I think the people that do those stores, the artists behind those stores are so talented. So talented. And, and I love every single iteration. I've, I can appreciate some, some iterations speak to me more than others. Yeah. But I, I will say that I appreciate them every single time. I like this one a lot, um, surprisingly, because there are some really cool photo ops and really cool effects mm. separate and apart from the merch. So if you do have a chance to walk through it, walk through it. I and really th- need to get back over there and see it. Yeah. And I'll say this also the night of, when I got so overwhelmed, I, I remember thinking to myself, well, this is the only time I'm ever going to do Mardi Gras. I don't think I'm going to come back. I'm going to retract that and rephrase it. If and when I decide to go to Mardi Gras again in the future, I am going to choose to go on a non-concert evening. Yes. Where I can maybe actually have better opportunity to try some of the booths where it won't be quite as jammed. Um, and it's just, just you know, if you want to go to the concerts, go. I mean, they have a great, great lineup of people performing but it just was so packed yeah if you're having your one Mar- if you're listening to this right now and you're having your one mardi gras day i probably wouldn't do it on a concert night yeah yeah it's 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 a lot but if you have multiple days to go you know do one day on a non-concert night and one on the concert night you know mm-hmm. and see the difference um but i really love universal's uh mardi gras celebration i think that they continually you know do an outstanding job of making sure it's a very friendly atmosphere for everyone and everyone has, has a good time. I, um, I will keep going. I will keep going and I will be there on opening day every year. I'll probably, I'm going to go back. I mean, I live here, so I'll be back a couple of times before the end of it. And, uh, hopefully, uh, get a chance to try a little bit more food and a little bit more, uh, with some of the other drinks and stuff like that and, uh, experiences a little bit more, but love it. Love awesome. Mardi Gras. Mardi I love Gras. So yeah, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I wanted to briefly touch on, I know, I know you said you didn't go very much this year. Um, I, I went a couple of times. Um, I wanted to ch- touch on uh, Festival of the Arts. Barts. Barts. No. <laughs> uh, I wanted to touch on Festival of the Arts. Um, I will be honest. This was probably the year that I was least enthusiastic about the festival. Sure. Um, I, I think that there's uh, a lot. There was, as it tends to be with a lot of the festivals at Epcot now, there's a lot of repetition in the food and stuff like that. I mean, they yeah. bring back old favorites. I know they have to make money. You know, I, I, I don't know. I was, wasn't, this year wasn't a, wasn't a banner year for me at Festival of the Arts. I usually love all the figment stuff. I usually, I usually love the, the popcorn bucket this year that, that, you know, looks like. Oh, the, that thing know. was all over social media for sure. Yeah. yeah the popcorn, the popcorn bu- bucket from Journey into Imagination looks amazing. I've seen people turn it into a terrarium. You know things of that nature. I think I think it's a a beautiful bucket. I I I'm glad everybody got it that wanted it. Um, so my my thing with farts is it's a nice festival, but a few years ago I feel like it really just became food and wine light. It is. I it mean, increasingly has less of its own identity, and it's just about the food and wine booths, which is fun to an extent and like you said they need to make money but i wish they would dive deeper into the art aspect of it and what can make it separate and special and its own unique festival yeah yeah i i agree uh, my thing is about festival of the arts is i think that i'd like to see more art style activities i love the thing where you paint the murals you know the little paint by number murals yeah. that they have i love stuff like that i would love to see even more of that i and i know that they had a lot more of that type of stuff in the past. Yeah, they did. I I would love to see again more about art. I don't I don't have a problem with the food booths. I don't have a problem with them at all. Um, mm-hmm. I just like to see more focus on the art. Yeah, and I do like how they always have 
uh, booths where artists can sell their work and celebrate artists. But some interesting stuff went down in that department this year, I think. Uh, yeah, there was um, there was some AI generated pieces, I believe. I believe there's some coverage on that about yeah. some AI generated elements, and that caused a little bit of a stir um, about a specific artist or artists that were utilizing AI to generate specific elements of their pieces. Listen, I, I don't know what the um, checks and balances are that you have that an artist has to go through in order to secure one of those booths um, without going on too much of a tirade. I feel very strongly that once AI comes into the equation, it's no longer art. It is no longer the creation of the artist, and they should not be able to be selling it in this context, mm -hmm. particularly if they are not. 100% clear that there is an element of AI to their work, especially when you have other pieces that are gorgeously hand-drawn or painted um, by artists who have put their own love, sweat, and tears into it. You know, I feel very strongly about and I'm very wary about AI. I think it can help us in some cases as long as we're careful with it. But once it starts making art or photography or videos, it it you've lost me. It's It's not art. I, I actually, um, as somebody who, you know, uh, surprise, surprise, day job is in tech. Um, for me, the way I see AI is I don't like it. I'm like, I'm with you. I don't like it in art or movies or anything like that. Um, I do think there's a use for it. Um, the way I've, the way I've discussed it with certain people is like, it's almost like there was a point where human beings walked everywhere, right? We didn't mm -hmm. have, we didn't have anything. And then we, you know, we invented the wheel and then we had, you know, we have, we have, bicycles and you know cars and whatever else i think that ai can be a tool to get us where we need to go um but that's more of an efficiency thing of like you know coding or 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 other fields i don't think ai should be involved in the creation of art because i then agree it's, because you couldn't like you said you can make the the case that then it's not art anymore you know Listen, and... I, I've, I've, call me crazy, call me paranoid, and maybe there is an element of, of humor to what I'm about to say, but I've seen The Matrix, I've seen the Terminator movies. I feel we have to be very careful with how much we let AI do. It, it should be an enhancement, it should be a supplement, it should not be what is doing things for us. Because once you go too far down the rabbit hole, it's entirely possible that you can't get back out. I agree, right? I agree. You know, I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's it's what are we what what are we to do? I, I just don't think it's you know, somebody will probably say I'm wrong or something, but I just don't believe that's that's like as far as the element of creating art, you know? Um, yeah. So Disney, if you're listening. Embrace painters and drawers and real artists. If you see someone selling AI stuff at your festivals or in your shops, maybe think think about it. And don't yep. let them. I agree. You know, it, it's insulting to the other artists too. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. We don't want to get we don't get on that topic too much. It's a, no. that's good, that could be a whole episode. It really so. could because there. I've only scratched the surface on thoughts. Don't even get me started on how I think it's a crime that students are using it to do their work and then wasting all their money and not actually learning anything in college. Mm. Anyways, mm. okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know we've been talking about all these winter activities, festivals at theme parks and stuff, but there's, there's other stuff going on. We've been doing other stuff. I know I saw recently on social media that you got to do something very fun. 
Oh, yeah. So (laughs) this past Sunday, I was lucky enough to go to the stadium series, uh, which is an event that NHL hosted at MetLife Stadium where the Giants and Jets play, where I also saw uh, Taylor Swift last year. Huge uh, stadium. Uh, It could see almost 80,000 people. And I know on the day we were there, there were 79,000 people. They built a regulation NHL ice hockey rink in the middle of the field. And then we were all watching the game outside and it was just a spectacle. And there was so much pomp and circumstance. So it was the Rangers playing the Islanders, which is a iconic hockey rivalry, two local teams. The fans are always giving each other crap and, you know, the energy was palpable. They had, iconic players from both franchises there ajr played in between periods which was a lot of fun Mm. and it was also an incredible hockey game at the end of the uh first period the rangers were down one to three and then the islanders scored again at the top of the second and by the end of the game in overtime the rangers won six five so it was sort of like a storybook day um i was with uh some of my friends and my dad and it was just truly an awesome experience and partly why I love it is I think there's an argument to be made that of the four major sports in this country baseball football basketball and hockey hockey at least in perception is the least popular when you look at the tv ratings and the way people talk about it it gets talked about the least hockey is up there with baseball is my favorite I'm I bleed for the New York Rangers I bleed hockey so much fun yeah and I and I think of of all of those four at least major sports in this country seeing hockey live is the best experience it's fast paced it's you're not stopping and starting as much as football it's not as slow paced as baseball can be it's thrilling um so to see the NHL be able to sell out MetLife two days in a row because the day prior the Devils played uh the Philadelphia Flyers it shows that it, it, hockey is alive and well. And if the organization keeps putting this time and love into it to have these special events and really spread the word about it, it's awesome. And the other thing I'll say about it, and I'm sort of cribbing some stuff I read, is that weekend was also the NBA All-Star Game, which by all accounts was a joke and a disaster and was not well done. So to see NHL and the commissioner of the NHL run an event so successfully when the NBA's big event was a bit of a flop. Who wants to see a 300-point game? That's ridiculous. That was uh, insane. 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 Like, silly, utter silliness. Right. Um, just really made my heart as a hockey fan sing. And it was a great winter activity. We were very lucky. The weather wasn't too cold. It was 38 to 40 while we are out there. Not so bad. You know, we kept our coats on and stuff. But it was just really special. And, and I had such a great time. It looks like, I mean, it looks amazing. I know the NHL does that series every year. And, you know takes it around the country and and does it in different stadiums. And I I always see people talking about it and how it looks. It, it just looks amazing. And it looks like it looks like such a good time. I was so jealous. And uh, and uh, I it's something that I might look into in the future. And I probably and since I moved here, I I so just for a little background for our listeners. You know, so I I grew up in, uh, in the D.C. area. So I, I grew up going to a lot of Capitals games. Yeah. A lot of Capitals games. Um, and since I moved down here, I haven't been to a lot of hockey games. And I'm thinking that I should probably rectify that soon and maybe start going I, to like, you know, Tampa games. I'm know? trying to, I don't know who I was talking to on, on social media the other day, um, but they had a great, great idea that they should do a stadium series or something like that 
between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then I thought to myself, well, it is never really cold enough to do it in Florida, but where the Marlins play, mm. that has a roof and they can set the air however they want. That they is definitely true. Definitely do it in there, and that I think that true. would be really, really that cool. Is, that is true. That is true. Well, they could also do it. I mean, they could just they could technically do it at Tropicana as well. Oh, does um, does that have a roof? Where Tampa too? has, yeah, Tampa has a roof oh, as well. There you go. Yeah, so they could do it in Tampa. Um, technically, I know, I know the NHL announced they're doing it in Ohio next year, which is oh, great. Fun. But anything to continue to build NHL because I genuinely think it deserves as much love, if not more, than football. And I, I people may disagree with me. I think the NHL, in many ways, is a better run organization than the NFL and a more fun sport to watch, at least live. <laughs> yeah, it's um, great but, to watch live. But obviously, it's not remotely as popular. I mean, the Stanley Cup gets. 10 12 million viewers maybe you know right. super bowl had 120 right. million viewers so it right. is what it is but you know i really think it's a sport that can and should continue to grow and the last thing i'll say about that is i think it really needs to continue to grow in non-white communities it is of course traditionally a very white sport and i think that's partly to do with the economics of it and the access but i have seen certain uh um steps being taken by hockey players, current and former, as well as the league to expand it out into all sorts of diverse communities. Yes. And I think the NHL has this saying that I have held them to the fire for before, because I don't think they always put their money where their mouth is, but in concept, it's great. And that's hockey is for everyone. It is. It and should it can be. and should it be. It should be. It can and should be. And, and there's definitely a lot of, there's a long, it's a good point to make. There's a long way to go there. Definitely a long way to go, but yeah, hockey. Go see a hockey game. If you live yes. in a town with an NHL team, go see a hockey game. Or if you're in Orlando, go see the Solar Bears. Go see the Solar Bears. Yes, yeah, support they, the Solar Bears. It's a really fun time. I've been to a Solar Bears game once or twice in my life, and it's a blast. Truly, Absolutely. they do a great job. Maybe we should go sometime. That'd be fun. Oh, we can go. Well, I'm I'm down to go. I'm down. I love hockey. I'm, That'd be a lot of fun. I'm totally down to go. Let's do it. Oh, my awesome. gosh. Yeah, so lots of winter activities. Um, We appreciate everybody listening in this week. It was kind of like a, like a you know, a little little cornucopia i'll use that word again of uh offerings here of winter well, activities we joked our last episode was our longest and perhaps this is our shortest and you this just will, never you never know what you're gonna get with us you never know um we're gonna be back hopefully next episode with our epic universe episode well like actually said. that might be a, a little bit from now because next week is dune too oh yes okay I take it back, my dear listeners. We've got dune. <laughs> we've got Dune to talk about. We'll do Dune, then we'll get to Epic Universe, and then we got some other great stuff on the docket that we're gonna really have. fun stuff. Really fun stuff. We're gonna have some special guests on. We're gonna have a little bit of fun, and hopefully, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a smattering of topics, right? Yeah, and yeah. I know I've said this before, and I genuinely mean it. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about, any suggestions for episode concepts stuff you want us to weigh in on let us know find us on social media you know text us if you know us personally uh mm -hmm. do not send mail to my house please uh but beyond that <laughs> yeah other than that hit us up you know twitter we have the you know we have the podcast twitter account yeah i'm not gonna call it the other thing um we have the podcast twitter account we both have individual twitter accounts you know we we interact regularly there so we sure do Come find us there. And uh, yeah, so I guess we'll see you guys back next week for episode 12, where we're apparently going to talk about Dune. Yeah. Hell yeah. And and uh, and how great uh, how great that is, hopefully. Hopefully. So, yeah. So for episode 11 of Let's Slay. I've, I've been, been Jay, and I've been, been Swell. 
you've been swell. I could be swell. Yeah, I could let's also flip be it. Jay. You've been yeah. swell, and I've been Jay. Jay. And, and uh, let's, let's lay. lay. Nothing can stop us now. Did you miss me? This baby hits 88 miles per hour. You're gonna see some serious shit.